0: People get a chance to ask a pastor a question, there is, without fail, usually a theme, one question around the theme of what happens when we die. This happens here at a regularly scheduled Ask the Pastor Sundays. We almost always get some question about this. It happens when I meet with people at coffee shops, in hospitals, on airplanes, even when I have the occasional speaking event. The questions range around, what happens when we die? Do you believe in heaven? What do you think it's like? Will my pet be there? These are impossible questions, right? Well, actually, not the pet one. That one is easy to answer. The answer is, yes, our pets will be there. I refuse to accept another answer. They will be wherever we are. Full stop. You heard it here. Just this past Sunday, a week ago, I was asked a version of this question, what do you think heaven is like? And all I could answer, all I could say was, I don't know. I'm still here. I'm alive. I can't tell you what it's like after we die. I wish I did. That would make my job a lot easier, actually. Today's Gospel finds Jesus pulled into the middle of a debate about resurrection. And while there are many details to focus on and get lost in in this Gospel, which we will get to, the first feeling I had when I read the text for today was relief. This question, this debate, this curiosity we have around resurrection and what it means, what it is exactly, it's not new. All of our questions are in good company. And it's important to note that the verses in front of us today have a lot of issues that kind of cover up that main question They muddy the waters quite a bit. And so I'm going to try to clear those up quickly before we get to this main point. The question that is asked of Jesus, the example that is given in asking that question is, we hope, a hypothetical. But it's also a trap. And it's a problematic one. The question that is used to trap Jesus in this moment is asked by this group of Sadducees they are a sect of Judaism that believed the most important thing you could do was adhere to the law of Moses now that is not bad again we tend to think the Sadducees just bad guys not bad guys and this gospel actually makes very sure to clarify that not all the Sadducees even believed the same thing about resurrection see good company But they did believe in the importance of the law, which again is not necessarily a bad thing. And in this case, they were using that law they believed in so strongly to try to trap Jesus because of what he was saying about resurrection. All right, Jesus, you believe in resurrection? What happens in the case of a Leverite marriage? So you get out of this one. For this trap that is set to make sense, we kinda need to understand what this law is about. So I wanna be clear first that I think this example is awful. It is likely hypothetical, like I said, but it is used to describe a real law. This law is a real law, but the example is heartbreaking. Now this example about the law we refer to is called the Leverite Marriage Rule. Now this law states that if a a man who is married dies, The woman he is married to is then given in marriage to his brother. This law was designed to protect the marriage line, right? The line of a family. And also to protect women, widows in particular, who had no other means of survival if they were not attached to a man. Which brings me to this quick, probably very unsurprising detour I'm going to take here to those of you who know me and have heard me preach before. But women are not property. Can I just say that right straight out there. They're people with agency. They have inherent value apart from their ability to be married or procreate. And while it might be easy to say that, you know what, it's just the way things were back then. I mean, we don't really do that kind of stuff today. That might not quite be true because in 2019, we still a lot of times, place value on women in particular by their marriage status or their ability to have children. If you don't believe me, just go ask any single woman how she feels going to family gatherings or parties after she is asked the question, so are you seeing anyone? Or ask any married couple without kids by choice or by circumstance how often they get asked, so when are you going to have kids? Or if you just have one kid, I mean, hypothetically, the question of, when are you going to have more? This idea, this value we place on marriage and children is kind of awful. And it's why naming it as awful today is as important as naming it awful all way back then is. And we are lucky that Jesus does actually make the same point today. Now he does it in this classic Jesus way of not playing into their trap question at all, but he says you are children of resurrection and that changes things. In the kingdom of God, marriage and procreation do not give you value. Your value is found in being a child of God. Full stop. Now it's not that this law is wrong, but the problem is that they those who are holding it tightly are holding on to it so tightly, their rules and their certainty and their trust in the right way, they completely ignore the humanity of the people in this example. This woman lost seven people she was married to. Seven. Eight people die in their example, like it's no small thing. Eight people. This is heartbreaking. Don't hold on to certainty, Jesus says. Hold on to me. Don't hold on to the rules. Hold on to the promises of God. So yes, that's part of the muddy water stuff, right? All that marriage talk. But the underlying question, if you remember, is actually about resurrection. And to that question, Jesus says, the kingdom of God is not only nothing like it is here, but also you don't die anymore and everyone is alive seems clear and easy to understand, right? God is not a God of the dead, but of the living, he says. Now, because we know how the story ends, we can forget that those listening to Jesus in this moment did not know that Jesus was going to die and rise again and put this resurrection argument to rest once and for all. Jesus takes a side here in this fight about whether resurrection is real or not. And it is a clear reminder for those of us listening today that God is and always has been about resurrection. As Martin Luther said, as Brent said with our kids up front this morning, every day is a little Easter. Every day brings opportunities for new life and resurrection. We are Easter people, we say. God is always about life and about things that bring life. Life. It is so easy to make God about rules and ideals. It's even easier to lose God in the midst of our questions and struggles and curiosity about what is next. We do this, we get distracted. It happens. We get caught up in the hypotheticals and the details, and particularly in those painful moments, those heartbreaking moments, the details matter. It matters to us what heaven looks like and what it will be like when your person has just died. It matters. It matters what it means that we are children of God on a baptism Sunday. That matters. This gospel lesson reminds us that we want our theology, what we believe about God, to be more than something that's up here, but we want it to help us make sense of real life, Jesus is reminding us today not that those details don't matter. They are not the thing to hold on to. Jesus is what we hold on to. And this is hard to hear. It's hard to hear that the things that matter to us now might not matter in the same way. That's hard to hear when we think our life right now is maybe pretty good. It's hard to hear that the way we assign value will not matter in the same way because we kind of know how that works. It's so hard to let go of the few things we feel like we can control. It's hard to let go of our need for certainty. But resurrection doesn't mean that no one dies. Resurrection doesn't mean that the people we love will not die, that we won't have to sit around a hospital bed or get a bad phone call. Death is real, all too real. And death even comes to Jesus, who is standing here saying, you are children of the resurrection. But resurrection does mean that death doesn't get to keep us. It doesn't keep Jesus. It doesn't keep the people we love. This morning, we are going to gather around this font and we're going to hear these promises made to Joanna and to Finn, and we are going to be reminded of those same promises made to each of us. And yes, these promises, they matter today. They do. This day matters. But also, I would argue that when being children of God matters the most is in a hospital room in a funeral home. It matters so much on those hard days. We need to be reminded that the way it works here is not actually the way it works in God's kingdom. We need to hear that. We need to hear that the things that have power here don't actually have any power in God's kingdom. Things like capitalism and political parties and patriarchy and racism, they don't have any more power in the kingdom of God. And how we know that is because those things are things that bring death. And God is not a God of the dead, but of the living. And if that wasn't good enough news on its own, which it is, it absolutely is, we get more. Because the kingdom of heaven, we hear over and over and over again, is here now. It's not some faraway place that we'll get to someday. It's here now, and we get to participate we have a God who invites us into this resurrected life right now. We get to be about things that bring life. When we baptize Finn and Joanna, we will say this little welcome statement that most of us just kind of read off the screens so we don't really think about what we're saying. But what we say in that moment is a statement of the work we do as children of the resurrection. Today, we will say, we welcome you into the body of Christ and into the mission we share. And then we'll say to Joanna and Finn, to every little one we baptize here, join us. Join us in giving thanks and praise to God and bearing God's creative and redeeming word to all the world. That is what we get to do, not have to, get to do. We don't even take time and think about how awesome this moment is every time we say it. I know, you're like, yeah, 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 I'm gonna tell you whatever, blah, blah. But no, listen, listen how awesome this is. We get to join together as children who believe in something different than what the world tells us. We get to join together as people who believe the worst thing is not the last thing. We get to join together as people who believe that death does not win. We get to join together and bring that message to the world. How can you stay calm? When that is your message. And that message is life to those who are struggling. It is not a threat. Do this or else. Resurrection is not about behavior, it is a gift. This message is life to people who are struggling, who are single and don't wanna be, who are childless and don't want to be, to the people who are struggling under the weight of grief and loss and the added weight of people around them saying, well, everything happens for a reason. Our resurrected life tells us something very different. It tells us that we matter. You matter just as you are. You are a child of God right now as you are on this day and in this moment. You are a part of the resurrected life right now. Don't get distracted. Don't lose hope. And I get it. I get how easy it is to lose hope. It is so easy. But you are a child of God. You are named and claimed and loved, and you are given new life. So join us in giving thanks and praise and bearing God's creative and redeeming word to all the world. this song is it, right? That is exactly what we just experienced. It's exactly what we just heard. It's what the gospel told us today. It is what we walk out of here carrying, that we are made new every day. We are resurrection people, and today is a little Easter. So I encourage you to come forward. If you need the reminder, I know I Always, always do that you are a child of God, loved as you are right now. Come forward, splash around in the water, mark a cross on your forehead and remind yourself of who you are and then you take that new life into the world with a deep breath as we go in peace to love and serve the Lord.